Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on November 6th, 2022. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm not, I don't feel very prepared today. Not like I'm ever really prepared because most of the time I'm rambling. Um, but I don't really have a specific agenda today or great notes. I think I'm just, you know, I'm literally, I'm not literally, but figuratively, I feel like I am floating and just trying to survive. And I don't feel very tethered or grounded right now. That's the truth. And I mentioned the endoscopy from hell last week. And so after that, because I think I recorded that on Tuesday after everything happened. The next day I did go to work and I went out to dinner with um, some coworkers and we did outdoor dining, of course, but it was like, I don't, I don't know. It was fine. I mean, you know, I feel fine now, so I know, you know, nothing bad happened, but um, I got a huge allergic reaction from something at that dinner. And I don't think it was food. I think, you know, the silverware was on the table, like directly on the table. There could have been dust on it. Maybe it wasn't clean and it was outside. So I don't know. But my lips blew up at dinner. And so, you, and then because I had my overnight bag with me, because I came into the city that morning, Wednesday morning, um, at the dinner table, I was popping <laughs> Benadryl and I popped four. Uh, one time, I do not recommend this. This is not medical advice, okay? Um, but when my lips are blowing up, I need to take a like one Benadryl is not going to stop them from blowing up, in my experience. So they were getting really, really swollen, and I was getting uncomfortable. And it was also unseasonably warm. It's very, it's very warm right now in um, in the Northeast Coast, as I like to say. And I mean, yesterday it was like the seventies. I think Friday was the set. I don't know. It's just really, really hot. It's hot, for lack of a better way to describe it. And so I was hot. I wasn't dressed for the occasion because I thought we were in November. And then I my lips blew up, and I didn't tell my dad because I didn't want to worry him. But I got home um, to my apartment, and I took a Zyrtec as well. And, you know, I slept as best as I could, but I, 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 again, I'm going through this thing where I'm not sleeping well. Um, and then the next morning I, you know, texted my dad because it was already 8am. Oh, and I don't know if I told you guys, no, because I hadn't figured it out yet, but did I, I think I told you that my dad had this reaction, we think from the queen bee jelly. And then he met with his cardiologist on Wednesday and his cardiologist also said that he thinks it's an allergic reaction. It's not an issue with the kidneys or any sort of cardiac thing. Um, so, and this was and the cardiologist did not know about this queen bee jelly supplement. So, you know, um, so for him to come up with that independently, I think speaks volumes. And so he just suggested that dad take Zyrtec. Um, so he took, so as I was having my allergic reaction Wednesday night, dad took Zyrtec Wednesday night 
Then Thursday rolls around, and by 8 a.m. I still hadn't heard from him, and usually I hear from him by 7, sometimes earlier. So I texted him, and I was like, hey, are you up? Because, you know, that's our deal. He texts me when he gets up, and I didn't hear anything, and I was at work, and I was getting settled in, and I... I panicked. Like, so by 8.30, I had decided I'm just going to go back to Jersey and work from home because I don't know what the fuck is going on. He's not responding. Oh, and I, because I called him twice on his cell phone, no answer. I called twice on the house. Um, and then we also have ADT, um, which is a alarm service for our house. And there's a camera. So I went on the ADT app, the detective that I am, and I was looking at what it looked like in the living room. And now I wouldn't have panicked as hard as I did um, because like if the living room lights were off, then I would think, okay, he's still sleeping. And the thought crossed my mind that maybe the Zyrtec that he took was hitting him hard, but I take Zyrtec every night. And the night before, if you recall, this is Wednesday night, I took four Benadryl and a Zyrtec and you could probably wake me up by dropping a feather in my apartment, you know? So I didn't think that that would be the case for him because I'm like, I've been, but I've also been taking Zyrtec for like decades now. So it, it has no effect on my drowsiness or maybe I'm just always drowsy. Like, and I have no idea what it feels like to be fully awake. That could be a possibility, but God, what is my life? Um, so anyways, he's not picking up the phones, either the house or the thing. I look at ADT, the camera in our living room, and I see that the lights are on. So this is when I was personally alarmed because to me, that indicates that he must've come downstairs, turned on the light, and then he usually does the treadmill. So he must've, something must've happened while he was in the basement doing the treadmill, slumped over, passed out, something right? Because why is the light on? Because the light to me indicates that he got up. So this is why I decided to get in an Uber and go back to Jersey. Now, I also wasn't feeling 100% because, you know, I'm still, my lips were still swollen um, this next morning. And so, yeah, I went into the office, but I was like, I, I, I got to work from home. I got to go see what's going on. So I got into an Uber and by 9 a.m.-ish, a little after 9, maybe, he finally texted me and he's like, sorry, I, I like I just woke up and whatever. And I was like, I, I think I just were like, Jesus Christ, I was really worried and I'm on my way home. Um, and then he called me and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, he felt so bad. Obviously, it wasn't his fault, but like the Zyrtec zonked him out. But I mean... I don't know how much more my heart can take, you know, it's like, it's constant high alertness. And I think that like, I'm also going to give, I have to make some keys to the house because I could have called, um, a number of people to check on him. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't like, you know, I mean, I, I know how weird and trivial it sounds to say, like, I don't want to bother anybody, but it's it's more that I feel like it's my responsibility. But however, you know, I'm coming back from the city and that's taking and 45 minutes to an hour, if not more, because of traffic. And 
in that time that I come home to see what's going on, something terrible could have happened. And it's just smarter to give people some access to the house so that if something horrible, God forbid, did happen, that somebody could be here in a timely manner to, you know, potentially save a situation. So I'm hopefully like next weekend, I'll get some keys made or something because I shouldn't wait on it. Um, But yeah, so he's fine. And he you know, it's still not a hundred percent from this weird allergic reaction, which of course concerns me, but I think he is slowly getting better. I mean, I just, he worries me so much. I'm like, he, he stresses me out. Like everything about my dad stresses me out. And this is like, this is my life. Um, but you know, it just, last week was a real, it was a real garbage week. And, you know, it really made me feel like if, if my mom was around or if someone else was in the house, then somebody else would have woken up and picked up the phone and said like, oh, he's just sleeping. You know, it's like, it's so hard being two people who are alone in different areas. You know, I'm alone in my apartment in the city. And when I'm there, he's here alone in the house. And it's, there's only so much you can do to like monitor and take care. And I mean, besides like surveilling everything, I mean, frankly, I'm at the point of like, let's just put cameras everywhere so that I can check up on and maybe put an intercom system or something. So that like, if I see that he's like asleep or something, I can like yell through the intercom through wherever I am. And that would wake him up. (laughs) I just like, I, I don't, know what the solution is. I wonder if like the ring alarm or nest or whatever, um, has options of like intercoming into a room and speaking. I'm sure like, I mean, I think that people have that with their dogs, right? Like they have doggy cameras and then they can speak to their dogs. So like, why can't I speak to my dad? I have to do more research. And if you know of some sort of system where I can just surveil everything all the time, like I just want to be big brother. I think that is what I'm learning about myself. And, you know, we already share our locations with each other because I'm just like, I mean, I can't even remember what it was like being in the 90s or even in the early aughts when, you know, Google Maps wasn't great and the technology wasn't great. Like, I couldn't go back in time now because, like I said, I want to surveil everything. I need to know where he is at all times. How am I going to ever be a parent? Um, I think that maybe this is just a sign I shouldn't be a parent because if I'm so worried about my dad all the time, like, what am I going to be like when I have to worry about a small human being who doesn't know anything about anything? (laughs) I'm so tired. Um, So that was the end of this week, essentially. And the next week, again, I have to do this endoscopy thing. And that's um, coming up this Friday. So whatever. And I mean, I just, I think I'm in this weird haze. I like, I don't know. I mean, the last time I feel a lot less emotional, right? I'm still on these antidepressants. And I watched this very emotional show called From Scratch on Netflix, which is, it's another movie or it's a show, um, where you shouldn't watch it if you're grieving it. You shouldn't. Okay. It's another one of those, 
But I have to say, because I'm on this medication, I like didn't cry like one bit. In fact, I was more, I thought it was a really well done show. Like as far as Netflix goes, like the acting was really good. Dialogue felt good. You know, Zoe Saldana's in it, and I think it's her best work yet. And um, this Italian guy, I'm sorry, I didn't look up his name. He was great too. They had great chemistry. And it's based off of a memoir. Um, and it was really well done. But I think that because I'm on this medication, I was able to separate viewership um, of a show and not think of it as relating to my life and um which was refreshing because I was just like it was just nice to not get entangled emotionally and you know have it remind you of the tragedies of your own life so I'm like this is great I don't feel emotional at all and I understand that this is sad but I don't need to feel sad about it so that's great I really enjoyed that but do not watch it if you're grieving that's what I will say about that and it is, it feels very long. I feel like one episode of that show is like three episodes of another show. And it's only like hour long episodes, but there's something about that show that just felt like three episodes too long. And it was really good, but the whole, like, and you know how I can binge stuff. I couldn't binge this because I was like, this is taking up like months of my life. That's how it felt. And I think I finished it in like a week, but you know what I'm saying? There's something about it. I don't know what it was, but um, it was good. But again, don't watch it if you're grieving. And I think, you know, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I'm in this haze of burnout and tiredness and just trying to survive. It's like, it doesn't give me that much time to sink down and think about my mom. But in this, the endoscopy situation where I almost passed out, I, I mean, I, I talked to a friend about it. She's like, I also think that you had like a bit of a panic attack um, in that situation. I mean, not only was I dehydrated, but I think that she's right because I just couldn't stop thinking about my mom and my distrust of the medical community. And I don't think I said this last week, but I had also just watched this Netflix movie called The Good Nurse. Um, and it's with Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne. And it was really good. It was a good thriller based on a true story, based on a nurse in New Jersey. Okay. This was not the right thing to watch before getting a medical procedure at a medical center. Because the story is basically about a nurse serial killer who kills patients by injecting insulin into their IV bags. So when they hooked me up with the IV, I'm sorry, that's all I was thinking about. I was like, I hope there's not insulin in this bag or some other medication and I'm going to die because there's some serial killer nurse in this, situ in this you know, medical center. Um, so don't watch The Good Nurse uh, before you have a procedure where you have to like go under and can't advocate for yourself because you're passed out. <laughs> I mean, really, and it's so hard to advocate for yourself in a medical situation, like in a doctor's office, in a hospital, in a surgical center. It's so hard because it's like you're at the whim of all these people who are like sticking things in you. You're wearing a hospital gown. You can't just like leave of your own accord. You can't rip out an IV out of your hand and be like, okay, I'm leaving. I mean, I guess you can because that's what they show in the movies. But like, 
I don't know. It's hard when you're a rule follower and you're obedient and you're just trying to like be a good patient, right? You don't want to be a difficult patient, but then you're like, can I trust these people to actually take care of me in my most vulnerable state? And then you watch a movie like The Good Nurse where the nurses are killing you, <laughs> like or one nurse. Don't watch that movie before anything medical. I will say that. It was a good movie, though. It was a good thriller, good performances. I was hooked. So I recommend it, <laughs> but in a very specific state. Um, but yeah, that's when I really, really thought about my mom. I felt highly emotional. I felt very nervous with this IV because, again, my mind was primed to freak out for so many reasons because of how you know, my mom passed away. I watched this movie. I have distrust of the medical community because of my life and a lot of my friends' situations. And then they're sticking me with an IV and leaving me in like a waiting area by myself. So yeah, I think I did have a little bit of a panic attack. And um, I mean, I'm not nervous right now about the procedure to come on Friday, but um, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it would be, I think, helpful to take a Xanax <laughs> before this, but like, I don't have Xanax, first and foremost. But I mean, I hope that I stay calm. And, you know, what I've in this high state situation, high state, high state, high stakes situation, high stress situation that I feel like I've been in for so long. Um, it's hard. It's very hard to calm yourself down and you can look calm on the outside, but physiologically they're just, it feels out of control. That's the bottom line. And so I don't know what it's going to be like for me next Friday, but I did go through a traumatic experience and traumatic experiences can, can compound how you feel. And, um, I'll just have to tell them and I'll have to try to calm myself as much as I can. And hopefully none of that happens. I mean, I think I've learned my lesson. I have to make sure that I drink the fluids until I is until there's the official stop time of drinking fluids. You know what I mean? But um, it's going to be earlier in the day this time. So maybe that'll be helpful too. But, you know, I will report back, you know what happens and hopefully it's successful. And, um, so yeah, I didn't have much of a gen an agenda today, but I gave you the, the breakdown of the garbage week. Um, and that's all I've got. So I hope your week is better this week. You know, I hope it was better than my last week and I hope this week is better for me too. So until I talk to you again, I'll just say bye.